Yeah, last week, a bit of an overshare here. Now I get uh, a pretty epic piles every, every now and then. So I had a, I had a very rough. Hello and welcome to Eat Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby and many other things, including health conditions. Uh, ben and I were just chatting off here about health afflictions. Ben, how's it going? You're feeling better. You sure it wasn't COVID? Uh, no, Mauritius doesn't have COVID. Joe and I were speculating that maybe we somehow have COVID. Joe, you're um, patient zero. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Because, like, so I had it for, like, a week. Joe had it for, like, three days. And James had it for, like, three hours. I don't know if that's somehow related to COVID. That children have it for a lot less time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not know about Children have but, speed but, uh, COVID. <laughs> no, yeah, you just powered through COVID. Um, you no, no, I don't think it was that. I think it was just kind of like a flu, but yeah, yeah change of season, it? change of season flu. Don't yeah, and then I, I was dreading this bachelor party as well because I was like, shit, like if 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 I go hard, you know, I have no blank self control with things like that as well. And I was like, God, I'm gonna just destroy myself. But then it was a very chilled one, so I was like, oh, God. Unless it could have been a, a super spreader event. Uh, with COVID, so yeah. Matt, how are you? Oh, I'm alright. I'm chilled. Not too bad. And all of the other words I normally say. Oh, okay. Jeez, that's min effort. Really, really mailing <laughs> yeah. it in. Look, I'm not, I'm, look <laughs> all I'm the other words I'm, I normally say. I'm not as sick as I'm not sick like Ben, but yeah, I don't know. I'm chilled. Oh no, that's good. No, that's good. Uh, well, I, I have no complaints. Oh, shit, yeah, neither of us asked how you doing. Sorry, it's your turn. No, no, nobody cares how I'm doing. Well, it's after fine. you overshared before the episode, we didn't want to, like, we don't want to encourage that on air. <laughs> don't worry, it's not going into the episode, so it's fine. Um, if I have anything to say about it. But otherwise, I'm good, since, since we're on the topic. Um, had an Annie start with us the last couple of weeks, so life's on the up. Nice. In other words, in other words, I just have more time to work. <laughs> so hire someone so I can work more. You still working from home? Yeah, I did. It's uh, it's interesting uh, in my, my little flat, but we're getting by. Makes a difference. And Thursday, I think I'm, I'm hoping to go to the office for a big chunk of the day, just to you know get the routine going. Wear uh, chinos and a and a collared shirt. Make it make make a change. Well, yeah, it will be. It will be. Alex isn't here. Uh, I don't know why. It's making it could dinner. be one of baby. Oh, I was going to say dinner. It's usually one of the one or the other. Um, Alex had to have a down down. <laughs> Excuse me. Because he came last in our um, Super Rugby and Zamzi Fantasy League. Uh, that's that's better than the Super Rugby Unlocked name that they have. So we're going to be chatting about that. Let us know one. It's going to be having a chat about that. Uh, but first, I guess turn to some news. Um, I know, thanks, Ant. A Fiji squad was named today, and Amani Nadolo is back. How exciting yeah. is that? Yeah, That's I, headline I itself. That, I find that a bit weird. Like, I guess so. Is well, it just because the French League is over, so they just like, oh, whatever, go play for Fiji? Or... I think pretty much they're letting him because they don't need him. Right oh, no, now. no, it's not so. It's not the French League. He plays for Leicester Tigers. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but I think he must left France and then basically went to Leicester. So, Leicester's like, yeah, no, it's most probably all right for you to play. Because it was France, it was the French league that pretty much told him what what club was he at, Toulon. That uh, f- essentially forced no, him to retire. I don't think it was Toulon, Toulouse, well, sure, or something like that. Yeah. Um. Well, but I'm glad he's back. It's you yeah. know I like good rugby players playing, and he definitely still has a bit of meat on his bones. It's not like a Victor Matriot coming back from retirement. Yeah. Yeah, chicken legs. Um. But yeah, it should be good. Hopefully, it's got um, some of England and France, and well, they're not. They sort of they're on the other side of the draw. Hey, they with who they with Italy? No, um, I think Fiji's on that side of the draw, and Georgia's on. No, I, I thought Georgia were with England and yeah, Wales. No, sorry, yeah, England and Wales or Georgia, yes, and Italy got Fiji. Fuck, Italy's yeah, gonna get well, screamed. My yeah, I hope Italy get. Oh, I mm-hmm. hope like because to be honest, like. Are Fiji playing Scotland as well? Um, I think so, yeah. Like, like, you're right there. They might end up coming out of... Then they might like be end like meddling, yeah. 
you know, they, they might win the they might win the eight nation. Yeah, shit. <laughs> did you see no, that? Uh... Did you see that? I don't think I posted it in the group, and I saw the news. But speaking of the Fijian squad, uh, Ali Kebel and Duan van der Merwe got sent to. Is it Ali Kebel? I'm gonna make sure. But yeah, they went they to the got, training camp. No, you're right. They got yeah, included in a Scottish training camp. Yeah, and Quinault de Pereira. So, yeah. four SA players. 10% of the Scottish squad is South African. So, uh, all the flower of Bloemfontein. Yeah. City of Roses, you know? No, well, I mean... So, I couldn't go, go to Scotland. I saw, worse work, Adam. Yeah, I saw a tweet saying <laughs> um, more... The, the Scottish squad's going to speak more Afrikaans than Scots at some point soon. <laughs> but then, have you guys uh, seen uh, what uh, happened uh, to... Uh, so, Scots is an actual, like, language or dialect. Yeah, it's sort of like Gaelic-y, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, no, like, it yeah. sounds like the Scottish accent, essentially. But did you see what happened to its wiki... So, it has its own, like, Wikipedia, like, section, like, language. Like, you click, and it clicks to Scots. And apparently, it was all just edited by one teenager in the US using like Google Translate and he just fucked up everything. So I'm like, I look at that tweet and I'm like, yeah, but no one apparently speaks Scots because they had to outsource it to like some teenager who liked My Little Ponies in the US to run their Wikipedia. Oh, oh so it was like officially outsourced? No, it wasn't outsourced, but like he was just the only person editing the Scots language Wikipedia. So like all the articles are like on random things that were translated into Scots, he was doing. Oh, and it like fucked it up completely because like it was essentially just Google running it through Google Translate. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. But, yeah, I would be no. surprised if stuff like that happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, just little, little uh, Yeah, there's there's one guy doing Scots on Wikipedia. Um, speaking of Scott, Scott Steele. Harlequin scrum half. He's also been called in, and uh, Finn Russell's back. Apparently, him and Gregor Townsend had kissed and made up. Nice. After they fell out, so uh, that's cool. Go Scotland. Uh, um, so yeah, the new formed Autumn Nations Cup begins in November. Scotland and Pool B alongside France, Fiji, and Italy, which means England, Ireland, Wales, and Georgia. They're in the other group. So. How did they decide these pools? Fuck no, because they literally picked like. Top half, bottom they, half, six nations, and then just added the two new They don't sound numbers. balanced, but maybe no, they were at, that, oh, at the previous table or whatever. Oh, uh, what, like, what, like the 20, uh, 2023 World Cup draw? They think, do three years in advance. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I was pretty confused about They're doing that. it like three years in advance, like as it stood four years before the tournament, though. Yes, it's so... It's like, it, 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 what is it? It's like January stupid. 1 or something they're choosing the date now. Hey. I, I told you my theory on this that it should be up until the World Cup. Like you, you don't know who you're playing until <laughs> until the final, until like the opening ceremony. Yeah, until yeah. the opening ceremony. And like Oz was trying to sneak in like last minute games against like Spain just to up their up their rating like by like a quarter of a percent or whatever. <sighs> and, uh, and the reasoning is apparently um, what's it? Oh, so fans know where to travel. Blah blah blah. That's three years in advance. It's so fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I think, I think it's because they assume all the big nations are going to do well at a World Cup because it's heavily involved in COVID. It's literally the, the rankings from the last World Cup, yeah. so it, it favors the teams that do well at the last World Cup, in a way, which in theory is the bigger nation. So again, it's the World Rugby sticking their finger at uh, little nations, but you know. What you're gonna do? Um, speaking of little what, nations, you know, what, whatever the little nations elected Bill Beaumont as much as the big ones did. So it's true. Yeah, you know, feel nothing for them. Um, someone who's also feeling nothing um, in his shoulder. It's Dylan Schmidt, the 27-year-old line scrum half. He's going to be on the sidelines after getting injured um, after the Sharks scored a try. Like, um, no, they didn't so... score a try. They tried to score a try. Kerwin Bosch put through a kick, which was too hard. Uh... He lacks the subtlety of a great fantasy fly half. Or Elton Yankees. Um, yeah. I don't know Elton. Um, yeah, but he got run over by Marius Lowe. He's also looks Yo, like Lowe essentially just like jumped on him. Like Marius Lowe saying that had quite a good game. Like after yeah. Ant Ant messaged me, he's like, "Fuck Ben, Marius Lowe is such a bargain at 30k." Like. <laughs> 
oh, I can't, I've got to pick him up. I'm like, yeah, but then you'll have Marius Lowe in your team. Like, think about that. And then Marius Lowe actually had a pretty good game. So. Nice. I feel well, like by, he's beefed by up. Mario, by Marius Lowe's standards, he got like 25 points on it. Yeah, I feel like Marius Lowe's beefed up a bit as well, along with was having it, long locks. Was it Marius Lowe that did that ankle tap? Like in the early in the first half. Um, for no. whose try was it? Uh, was it Yar's try? Yar Yar plays for the Cheetahs. Oh, and no, they, they were playing the. They were playing. Oh the, no no no! Sorry, it was Raps's disallowed try that he stepped into touch. Oh yeah, yeah, which was like it was a high tackle, but because he's already stepped into touch, touch, they're like, like whatever. They, they Once a guy steps into touch, they you ignored can the just... shit out of Notche, just clotheslining his head off. Yeah, you you can just <laughs> do what you want as long as the guy steps into touch. That's important. Marius Low like ankle tapped him into touch essentially, like tapped his Yo, Ma- foot Marius on the Lowe ground into made... t- pushed his foot into Yo, touch. Marius Low made the the tackle effectively, yeah. but then Notche just mangled him. Yeah. Just kill him from above, and then because yeah, like they met, because... I laughed so hard because you can. My favorite was you hear Elton on the mic, like if it's a try, it's a penalty try, and he's like he's not keen to kick it. He's like straight up to the ref, like if it's a try, it's a penalty try, and walks away. Elton, because because Elton as a captain to me, like to me, like like to, to be honest, I don't know much about his sort of his leadership ability or whatever, but. To me, he's just too like reckless to be a captain. The way he plays, you know, your captain needs to inherently be quite conservative. I feel. Yeah. But he's actually a pretty good captain. Like there, he got in the rest face. He made some good decisions. I felt, I feel to go for polls when it was right to. So yeah. I was like, you know what, Alton? Like he's maybe, matured. maybe. He's matured. Lockdown matured him. Lots of introspection. Yeah. You know. Are, are, yeah. are we are we talking about that game now? Are we still on wait, the wait, yeah, sorry. No, no, well, it's a bit of both because I was going to say that uh, Schmidt was replaced by Mornay Krappis van der Berg, who was energetic, but who I thought whose service was very slow. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, just I guess a, no, a, a quick just, bit of other news. You, you sorry, just... I was. Can I go? Peter Stefan toys like Reef to go for the Stormers. Okay, that's all news. Uh, I had. That's what I could see. I got well, a horrible I mean, photo of it from Gallo. Looks like he's constipated. But I mean, uh, didn't like, he go to the toilet? But uh, yeah, he did. So there's more news in that everyone is speculating SA is not going to the rugby championship. Oh yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, yeah, there's some dude on Twitter. I think it was like a rugby yeah, journal in England. Dude, was, he's not even blue teched. Just dropped his bomb <laughs> and Oza just going with it. No, but that's the thing. So, like, I saw like a couple of articles. R- Rugby Pass has run at least two articles on it as well. Yeah, no, no. Dude, like half confirming honest, this Because I thought they had to have left by now. Because Argentina are already there. So, I think the timeline was they were supposed to decide by the 10th and leave. Or, yeah, decide by the 10th, name the squad on the 10th get together and practice for a week and leave on the 18th of this month was the last timeline I saw. So, I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the one story they had on Sport24, unlocked round one. Signs of Bok just stay home. I think public opinion is very much of the, of the opinion that the Bok shouldn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. But you're right. That's the rumors. We, we were expecting, and Matt's right, they were, they were going to say on Saturday, which was the 10th, if they're staying home or not. And they issued a statement saying, no, we'll decide later this week. Um, so if, we, if, we, if, we, if we, you think they would have met by now, then I don't know. There's there's definitely something happening in the background. South Africa is going to get some form of income from the tournament, not as much as they participated, but there's some wrangling. Maybe they're going to say we'll play two tests, but it's not part of the rugby championship. They might try fudge it um, that way. Something like that. So mm. just arrive sort of at the end of sort of maybe they can play the All Blacks on Christmas Day. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be the great. Dream. Boxing um, Day, so Boxing break, Day, Richie Mwanga. Before we turn to Super Avium Zanzi, just a quick betting, betting men that we are. Are we going to go? Will South Africa go? Um, oh. I reckon that they'll play like two tests. Uh, I'll come to some compromise. I think we'll go because I think they kind of they fully invested. They yeah. we we need the money. I think we contractually tied to this as well. That's the problem. That's why I think they haven't announced. That we're not going yet is because yeah, because I they, think they I they think they don't know how they to trying say it. to they they trying to they trying to cancel it, 
because I so, think you know if, if Rossi had the choice and Rossi's actually he's his position is kind of political yeah but very few politicians can make can make a tough call like this. Mm. but Rossi's in a position he's got so much goodwill he can mm. um so, so yeah I wouldn't I think they're trying to cancel it but to be honest I think there are other forces at work here for example, so, like Supersport probably sold their advertising revenue already for these games. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was going to say, it's almost like they're trying to break up with their girlfriend, but the girlfriend's invited invited them to like a family wedding. It's two weeks before the wedding. Yeah, the guy's like really nice, over it's like, it. It's like, <laughs> it's like Mauritius. <laughs> yeah, before pre-COVID, yeah. So it's almost like... Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a grudge wedding, a grudge holiday, uh, yeah. and then and then they're gonna break up and then can hook up with the Irish lass at the middle of the pub um, later on. Yeah. Okay, this metaphor is around its course. What hasn't run its course is Super IBM Zanzi. So it kicked off over the weekend. So Friday, um, wife took the baby. I was very excited to watch the Sharks versus Lions, and after 50 minutes i was just like fuck this i'm not watching this cuck but like I, I thought the sharks were actually pretty decent all things considered in the first half the lines were poor handling yeah, sure. was poor jesus um the good on the lines I, I mean they came back a bit but the, the quality of rugby the bar i think um second boys are not sure he was a, a, a bit above the rest and had some nice touches Werner cock got a bit involved but overall the quality of rugby wasn't great elton's try for Jumbo, it was a Jumbo Lingo. We did the cross kick. Yeah, that was a nice touch, but not a great advertisement for rugby. Ben, but good on the Sharks. That that Ben, that's your really that's nice. your irresponsible <laughs> captain story. Is that fucking cross kick for? <laughs> yeah, oh, I think it was a good choice. But... I think his intention was though that he was going to kick it, so it was going to go out regardless. Yeah. So if Jumbo missed it, it would have just gone out. And yeah. Kerwin Bosch got to do his cool kung fu fighting thing. <laughs> Fuck, it was funny. <laughs> also, I just want to say, um, watching Vanekok, who had a good game, he is the most Durban-looking Sharks player yeah. that ever existed. Is he even from Durban? I don't know, but he just um, looks pure Durban. Adam, and he does, does. Like, but he like just, he's from the bluff. Yeah, he just looks pure Durban with that hair and everything. It's fucking hilarious watching it. Vanekok. Let's see what it says here. It says he is from Nelspreet. Oh, he could be from Nelspreet. There's a picture of him. Google of him with a shirt off. He is absolutely ripped. He's in good shape. Good I job. can tell you that much. Yeah, he is 1.79 meters tall and 27. I've been in Nelspreet. It's nice. He's a good little. Um, I think he's gonna. I find a lot of these sevens players they sort of burst on, but then they don't really. Mm. <sighs> but yeah, a lot of them made of glass. Well, no, actually the two we know. So. Uh, Sanatla, he's been very poor. He hasn't really, also he is playing one of the worst back lines in the country. Worst, best back lines are the Stormers. He gets sweet fuck all service. Um, Boom actually, right like a quiet one that just became like a solid journeyman loose forward that you never heard further of. That's true. Boom That's true. Princely. Yeah, Boom Princely. Yeah. Everyone forgets yeah. he was a seventh oh. player. At some yeah, point. He, yeah, there are a few guys, even like a guy like Quaker, but Quaker is like, you know, he's very much in both camps. Like yeah. He's not... yeah, but no, you are right. I thought he had a good game. He was combative. Good finish. Um, as well, right place, right time. So it'll be interesting to see. So not, not the greatest game, but I mean, Sharks. What? Satole uh, had a lack of sc- right in the beginning. I, I've talked talk like I only watched the first like 20 minutes, but Steve Stole, Satole had a huge scrum in the beginning and then just fell off the boat. That's, oh, yeah, it's typical. I, I dropped him in my fantasy team. I was like, oh, yeah, mobile prop. And then he just, he fell off the, fell off the boat. No, uh, I, was, I, was, I was agonizing. I was, there and she, I was like, fuck, they just, like, I, I don't know if the current props are there. I just want to choose kids off, but I don't I know. know. <laughs> so but I, that's I'm like, waiting I'm, waiting for for, I'm waiting for the announcement that they're not going as Yo, well. That's what, like, when, I've got... when that announcement happens, everyone in the league is going to pick up kids off. He's gonna skyrocket so bad, but that's the thing. Like that's why I gambled on Ox and Trevor because I'm like I'm either gonna get lucky with him or just have to ditch both of them. No. Yeah, Ren sounds very unhappy. Um, Oh, let's move on to the Cheaters versus the Pumas. Cheaters 
Uh, they won 53-31. The scoreline just flattened the Pumas a little bit because the Cheetahs were like 43 up at one point and then just took the, their foot off the gas. Uh, a a hat-trick by Mark Miar and also Roscoe Speckman picked up two tries before being hauled off at halftime for, for a tweak in his uh, core. I know his calf. I can't remember which one. Um, overall, dominant performance by the Cheetahs. Uh, if, if the box were going into it, they would be favourites. Mm. But, um, yeah, we... Yeah, we I shall, we I shall see. Do you know what? Because that back three, okay, they're a bit, maybe defensively and maybe under the high ball, they'll be a bit vulnerable. But on attack, jeepers, they, they're they electric. Eh? Yeah. Also, um, the... And then, then, you know, they got a fucking Ron Pino and Franz Stein as well in that back line. So they got some heavy You points. know, and yeah, like ideally, I want Small Smiths to start playing at 13, and that's argue, that's a good back line. Mm. Oh, how's it? Been odd. Alex, you're very soft. Yeah. No, that's fair. But I was, I was impressed with the. Actually, saying that, I, I was at this bachelor, so I only watched the, the like extended highlights. But yeah, no. Yeah, the, the Pumas didn't look when the Pumas sort of got rambling. Obviously, the Cheetahs had switched off a bit, mm. but they they were pretty solid. Like Larue Roots is actually like I know we kind of we take the piss of it, but he's not a bad player. No, it was actually yeah, because I mean he he, he looked a bit lazy, but he's just bigger. Yeah, but but, but that's a kind of like like he weighs whatever three hundred and fifty kgs. Like he's <laughs> yeah. gonna be you know he's not gonna be zooting around everywhere. No, sure. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh to him. I was watching on my phone in the middle of, of the bush, so um, I definitely didn't get the biggest perspective. He, he does stick out though, being the yeah. size of your roots. There is really no way to hide. It's like the Will Skelton effect. Like you just keep expecting them to be, like every time you get the ball, you're like, okay, here comes a bit of damage, and then he gets tackled, like just like a normal tackle, and then you get disappointed. You know, like that's really harsh. Um, yeah, well, he, he only because the thing is, he only weighs like 15 kgs more than you know a normal rugby player. Yeah, which is yeah. still about like 50 kgs more than a normal human being. Yeah, which is like double what a normal human being yeah. weighs, but still, he's, like, a big, he's huge. He's a slab. Yeah. I'm glad he's playing for a team like the Pumas, though. Yeah, I wonder how. I'm guessing he was on loan to the Sharks. Well, he... Because remember, he was with the Waratahs. Yeah, so I'm assuming he just got yeah, sent he, back he, without a contract. Yeah. yeah. He played for the Sharks for a while, remember? I guess it was... I don't know about if that was on loan or if it was just a temporary... Like a short-term contract or something. Yeah, like they kind of... They sort of trialed him and then he didn't make the final squad or something. Oh. Also, no, no, like, worth mentioning. getting rid of him, to be honest. Mm. Worth mentioning, I think it's Reinach Fento who had a glorious fucking mullet in the Cheetahs front row. Yeah. Fuck. And did the, you see the. Did and the Rick nine. Scrum off. Oh, that that's was a. Zach. Fuck. That's, yeah. Zach Ginter. <laughs> should we Yeah, but he should... did. He did. Fuck off from a fantasy. He you know, did. I was very upset. I love when he pilfered that try from Pinar. No? I'm drunk again. Well, wrong move, wrong game. <laughs> you pulled for the trophy. Fantasy scores were, were pretty low across the board, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, South African rugby generally doesn't lend itself very well to fantasy. No. Like, like really, like, Oaks have. Yeah, I, think, I don't think we're going to be seeing any 110 point games. <laughs> Oaks just love tackling too much. It's like the opposite of. <laughs> Of Aotearo, like I just want to defend. No one cares about attacking. <laughs> just holding lines and just waiting for someone else yeah. to go forward so they can eat them. Exactly. <laughs> because South African players don't seem to score badly when they play against non-South African teams. Yeah, because they have to get like sucked into it. They have to get tricked into <laughs> playing proper rugby. Tricked well, they into sort playing of get dragged, dragged up to their yeah. level. Yeah. yeah, but we're horrible to play against. It's like a... Like Raz Rassi said in Chasing the Sun, episode one, which has got me emotional. You know, talking about the New Zealand game. He said, just get in your get in their face. Tell them you're gonna fuck them up. They're gonna get yeah. angry when you had a ruck. 
dig into their face, point at them, and tell them you're going to fuck them up. It's going to get them angry. Yeah. I think which are the best. We're the worst team. People hate playing against us. So, um, but so when it's South Africa versus South Africa, it's like two blocks of granite, just like going against each other. Yeah. Um, I was just for the Chiefs game. Junior Pocamello, he had a good game yeah. uh, as well. Uh, I must say, also, also no, fantasy wise. I, I, I was kind of hoping Ancelo would play the game Pocamello played. Same. Same. So now I've got some decisions to make. <laughs> I had uh, who did I have? He's a glorious name, the number eight. He was on my bench. He also had quite a good game um, oh, as well. Classic. Uh, no, I can't remember. But a fair play to the Pumas, by the way, for, for not giving up and, and putting in some points. The Pumas uh, is um, an awkward team. Alex, that's the visa. Mm. That's the eight man. You know, not Quibbles. Oh, not not Quibbles. Not Quibbles visa. No. Okay. <laughs> Jasper. Oh, nice I, don't even know, I don't even know Kubis had a brother. I don't think you were in the minority at that point, Alex. No. The, the Pumas are in this sort of awkward middle space where they're a lot better than, you know, the Falcon, the Eagles, and mm. all those guys. But they're also a lot worse than even the Griquas. Like, actually, that could... You know, that could be famous last words. But do you know what I mean? Like, they sort of, they kind of hover in this sort of, this little twilight zone. Where... No, they're, the, they're like the definition of, like, an English football yo-yo club. They like, get promoted every year and then they get relegated the year after that. Yeah. Too good for the championship, too crap for the Premier League. Um, but, I, yeah, they're honest and hardworking. So, you know, I can't assume they barely had any rugby. They probably even worse, had even worse preparation compared to the Cheetahs. The Greek was, they say the Greeks hadn't played a, a comp- like a competitive game in like 14 months or something. Jeez. Yeah, that's, that's hectic. Um, I, I was going to say Clayton Blomakis, by the way, he had a very good game. As you said, Ben, like on attack, they had, jeez. Uh, just remember when he went to the Scarlets. He was like, yes, it did not last at the Scarlets. No, he was just lazy at yeah. the Scarlets. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Unlike Scarlets legend, Herschel Junchies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, can, I'm busy watching the highlights again. This episode two of Chasing the Sun yet, but I hear Herschel's got like a great backstory. Yeah. I'm really yeah. irritated that Roscoe Speckman gave Ron Pino that try. I could have used the extra five Oh, shit, yes. Fuck, it was a problem. I'm very happy that happened. Because I, I use the extra uh, 10 fantasy points or 12 or whatever it is for the score. Because you also <laughs> fucking sunk like two thirds of your fucking league budget into Ruan Pinar. Well, I figured you have to treat yourself to one player. Hindsight. <laughs> yeah, yourself but treat yourself, to, yourself to one player. Actually, no, I, that, I, the I, oldest player. A good differential, though, no, he is. Like, that's the thing. That It was a very much where I was thinking, is it worth. He's not probably one of the few spots because. It's a safe bet. He wasn't going. He's not going off to the box. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So it's a quarter of a mil, uh, half a mil that you're spending on someone who is going to stick around. Uh, Alex, you're yeah. speculating that if the box don't go, Stephen Kitsoff will be bought by everyone. Fact or false? Hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of money to blow on a prop. Uh, no, it's not. But... It's not. It's probably worth it. Yeah, but I'm saying the the problem is the current stock of props averages like three points or whatever. Yeah. Box and chair. You could put more points than all the other props combined, almost. Totally. But these are these are um, what guys back? The bulls. Um, Well, there's my segue actually. Um, The bulls. The bulls labored. Got injured, Adam. Oh, in the second half, really. He came off the bench, then he went off again. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, there you go. No, I missed that. that. Uh, delete this. Delete this. Delete this. So, yes, the Bulls labored to a 30-23 victory. I think it was as uh, as much credit to the Griquas as the Bulls being cuck. I think the Griquas played very, very well. Um, not the most promising start for Jake White's team, but the Bulls got there. Uh, Rowan Norkey and Jason Jenkins, they outplayed some of their back line. So, what? It must so be that's their name again? Not Jenkins. Nokia. Nokia. No, oh, is it Nokia? Uh, sorry, I spelled it wrong. At least I had Jenkins. I was a bit bleak. I thought, I thought about double drafting bulls. I had them both for a while, and then I was like, you can't have two, because then you just get... Honestly, I put the 
the lowest effort into this team that I put into fantasy teams for a long time. And you came last. And it showed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's quite nice because it's a bit of vindication, Alex, that the effort you put in actually gets rewarded. Does it though, Ben? <laughs> not really. Not in my case. This has I'm literally putting... been my worst fantasy year of all time in every single sporting code that I've tried to compete in. In our NFL draft, I've literally got the highest like total points scored, and I'm coming second last. Yeah, you, last. I, yeah, so you, 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 you literally hit, you hit rock bottom when you lost to me last week. I know. Yeah, Jesus. How does this? Adam's got it, Ben. Adam has a third of Alex's current points this week, and he beat him last week. <laughs> Bobby Trees, he, he stepped I've, up. I've, come, I've, I've had the second highest score in the last like three rounds, yeah. and every round I've been up against the highest score in the head to head. <laughs> so 2020 could just fuck off, to be honest. Oh my god. Um, when am I playing you again? I'm looking Bulls. forward to a good game from my team. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to play you, Matt. I think you'll stomp all over me. Fuck. Um, week after next when Cam Newton should be. Oh, shit, yeah, and, and the, the, the belt are up for grabs uh, as well. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. I mean, Hugh Aplon was alright, but I, I don't know, Alex, you got me so hyped on him coming back. Well um, done, Alex. I was like, yeah. oh, it's Hugh Aplon. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he wasn't that bad. Uh, Travis Ishmael was a bit meh. Uh, well, David Krill didn't have a bad Travis, game. Did he get a card or nailed for that knockdown? I can't remember. Not sure. Well, someone's trying. Travis Ishmael blatantly knocked it down. Oh, um, what's it? Amity Verity, whatever. He's second try. Yeah, yeah, and the ref just sort of laughed it off. It just. He's like, no, just make sure he ki- he's behind no, the kicker. No, I think it, was it was the same as at high tackle because yeah. there was advantage that they went back to. The ref was like, whatever. Yeah. Amity Verity does. Does he play for the tough longer? Yes. Yes. He oh, also, for the title of Greg Yeah, he's he's that Skulk Besaid note looking motherfucker. But not the Skulk Besaid mm. note hooker, but you know the comedian. The one that looks I like have a Big Mark. They, no, they actually played alright. All, all, all things considered. I just wanna know if you embrace Papier, do you hate life? I mean half of South Africa all players have left the country but you're still stuck behind Ivan Fonsale. Um it's, I think it's one of the great mysteries of, of scrum half Maybe players. Papier yeah. just hates playing rugby. But like he's unnaturally good. Like he just can't not be good at it. So like every time he gets the ball, it just happens to be good. But he just fucking hates PSP it. syndrome. So he just stays as far oh, yeah, away from... There are worse jobs. I mean, no, it's like being a reserve goalkeeper in football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, geez, pretty sweet game. Like, you know you're never going to have to really like play. So... Like, yeah, nothing to lose, really. Take a few seasons. Just collect your paycheck, chuck a couple of balls around once in a while, collect your Um, bronze medal. So, I mean, the Greek was a good value. Beyond beating the Pumas, oh, George White's head of the cross kick. Take it. Oh. It's okay, George. George Whitehead with the not rolling away penalty, <laughs> yellow card. That was such. Yeah. He was trying to. He was trying to roll away. That penalty was such bullshit. I love that. I, I love it. Like it's the most least backline yellow card as well for not rolling away. <laughs> like why is a backline like player White, still does, stuck does there? Does George Whitehead want to be in a ruck? No. Come on. Exactly. Oh, so was, was it David Creel? He tried to toss the ball back in, and then Volmink. Jeez, he's, he's a journeyman as well. Yeah. Played the Lions, at the Griquis. Isn't he Namibian, by the way? Doesn't he play for Namibia? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, uh, it might be another. Not bad. Did you see... Right. Yeah. Speaking of Dave Krill, get tackled that his one boot just took off across the screen. <laughs> yeah, I <saw laughs> Fucking laughed at that. <laughs> it was like one hit and his boot just travels like across the screen. I was like, oh shit. Is he dead? Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased because I own him, but um, I thought he played pretty well. Like he didn't play shit. I, I won't say he yeah. played shit. He just apparently didn't tie one of his shoelaces. <laughs> yeah. No, no, both both your Creoles, Dan and David, both played well. Yeah, I actually I think had both of them in my team at one point before I hit before I left it. Yeah, I, I had Cock and and Creole. But I'm like, no, Adam, last time you chose an out-of-position center, it went horribly wrong. 
in fantasy, so then I chose a proper center and it went pretty average. It's like super mere. <laughs> both both of my centers are out of position. Classic classic centers. I think both. Yeah. Let me check mine. I think one of them may have been in position. My both of my centers and my fly half are out of position. Actually, I'm hoping Ruan Pino starts playing fly half as well, so he can be out of position too. No, Dan, not Dave. Dan, David center. No, I only had one out of center. Um. Any, any other thoughts just on the Bills Griquis game? Mm. It was a fun game. Uh, I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a bit one disappointing of the... to see the Bulls kind of take quite a big step back from what we saw in Superhero Sunday. Yeah. Because they yeah. showed, like, you know, they were by far the most enterprising team then. Mm. And now they sort of appear to be going back to their roots a little bit more, being a little bit more conservative. Um, mm. you know, like Paul Hendricks, yeah. for example, yeah. was, was one of the players of the day on Superhero Sunday at 12. He was a bit of a revelation. And dead quiet yeah, this didn't week. Didn't really feature very much this week. So, yeah, I think maybe the honeymoon's already worn off for Jake White. Who knows? Mm. Also, I just love the fact that the Tahulaga Griquas are also sponsored by the Six Gun Grill. I want to know about that grill. banner was like the same size as Vodacom's banner, so they're obviously dropping some cash. <laughs> but yeah. I, I saw them, they did a thing with, I think, the with the stormers during lockdown like they delivered a, like those like like kilo fucking buckets like, like you know those like white small buckets of like bright spice to like half of the stormers so they're spending a shitload of money for bright spice oh, okay. um all right moving on i guess to bloody slow one and I mean, it was a draw, uh, as I commented. Uh, Scott uh, Robinson was the ultimate winner, but uh, Australia were good value. I felt unlucky for them, especially when Reece Hodge hit the post. But we, we could talk about how good they were later. Uh, New Zealand were pretty average. That's uh, before Rico Iwani fading to the ball. I was I was thinking for the, on this because I don't want to fall into the Matt Sunwolves trap of just kind of slating New Zealand. But actually, Australia did a lot of stuff right. No, they did. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I'm but, forcing but, you to change. To, to me, New Zealand, they just weren't... Oh, they were meh. So meh. Well, they, they looked they're short doing, of ideas. They're doing their good stuff, but not in the right parts of the field, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, I mean almost all their, all their points came quite against the run of play as well. Yeah, you know, I, I felt Australia moved moved the ball much better. To be quite honest, they used the ball a bit more intelligently. Little one-off runners, pop passes, uh, attacking the fringes. Like I said, Australia on paper looked a little bit weaker than New Zealand. But I think I saw a comment somewhere on the yeah. stuff websites because people were complaining. It's, they said the fastest picked his best players, but not the best team, which yeah. seems quite quite accurate to me. I think actually. that's 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 pretty true. Look, I mean, we said it in the group. I think a few of us were saying it when we got the team sheet that the team looked very very beatable that yeah. all blacks but, team but we couldn't really put our finger on exactly why well i think we kind of could because like for me the the big thing was about combinations yeah. um like the the back three of kane rd and and frizzell like if you if you'd watched super rugby aotearoa that wouldn't have been the back three you picked no you know no um, uh, and maybe, similarly, like the centers, Super, Super Rugby outer row wasn't considered for selection. Very <laughs> <Apparently> nothing was. <laughs> um, but you, you know what I mean. Like the, <clears throat> it doesn't feel like that was the best loose trio that came out of outer row. It doesn't feel like that was the best center combination that came out of outer row. The Jack Goodhue Rikai only like, that felt weird. Like that's, that's not a good combination, if you ask me. Um, and then the back three with Barrett at fullback. I mean, we spent most of our terror slating him, saying he it just seemed like he had half a foot in Japan already. Yeah. Um, like, I I think that there was... Like, it seems like Foster just wanted... He wanted to play Barrett at fullback and mm-hmm. Moanga at 10. And he, he was going to do that Barrett no matter what. Injured. Uh, yeah, Barrett got injured and then Damien McKenzie came in because he's the most Barrett-like player. But, but Damien McKenzie has not been the same player um, since his injury. Yeah. He's been playing, I would say, very you know, pedestrian rugby from the back. 
because um, he seems to have lost his ability to break tackles. Remember, like in 2017, he was like a god in terms of fantasy. Like his the mm-hmm. the number of tackles he would break every single game, the number of line breaks he would make, the number of try assists, etc. And he came back from his injury, and he just didn't have that anymore. And we, remember, we looked at the stats. Like, he wasn't breaking tackles. He wasn't beating defenders anymore. And he was no, still doing like, more fullback stuff. Like, he was still getting good meters run and, and everything. But he wasn't, he wasn't being able to shift and make defenders miss anymore. And that was always the thing that set him apart from other fullbacks. Because, you know, Australia and New Zealand, they've both got tons of good, you know, solid fullbacks. But, you know, you only get a few guys who have that X factor. That Damien McKenzie had. He doesn't have it anymore. Fuck, imagine, imagine they just had a, a young fullback at the Crusaders who was just breaking tackles left, right, and centre. Like, yeah, definitely I mean, take that over. Really tall. Yeah, and then, then we would be in great under the high ball. And it would yeah, be even, yeah. I mean, you know, like I can understand if, 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 if they had such a person who had like a difficult to pronounce name and it would be difficult to put him on the team sheet. Um, but you know, if they had someone with a really simple name that was really easy for English-speaking commentators to get right, then the, I think I feel like that would solve their problem. But obviously, they don't. Otherwise, they would do that. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Imagine, imagine as a bonus, was also the fastest guy in the Crusaders team, even though he was white. I don't yeah. know why I've just made him white in my head, but I just feel it would be a white guy. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think of him as white, but now that you said, I can't see him as anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, you know, I guess guess there's no getting around that problem. You know, some holes just can't be filled. No. Yeah. Uh, well, the... Deal with the cards you dealt. Yeah. New Zealand's best best moment of the game uh, was Smith's try. Actually, like or first phase ball off the top of the line out, and Smith managed to get over the line. But um, I mean, George Bridge was involved, but I don't know if he's the right. Uh, it, yeah, I think Alex, you kind of just said it all, really. Um, to be quite honest, they, they have better options everywhere. I, I mean, we all, we, we bagged Jordy Barrett, Barrett, but he, Jordy Barrett had a very good comp at 15. I know they, if, I, if the Crusaders had that player. But this is the thing. Like, I mean, close your eyes. Forget that there was rugby before 2020. 2020 is the only year of rugby that's happened. Now you're Ian Foster, and ask yourself the question: Who's the best left wing in New Zealand? Caleb Clark. Oh, excuse me. Caleb, Caleb Clark. Yeah. Oh, Who's same. the best right wing? Uh, Severis. Probably Severis, yeah. Who's the best fullback in New Zealand? <laughs> this <laughs> unnamed Jordan. Crusaders player. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I've named him. Yeah, well, Jordan, that, that, but... That's probably your back three. Caleb yeah. Clark, Severis, and well, even Jordy Jordan Barrett. Jordy Barrett. Yeah. But now yeah. they're running after the a back three of George Bridge, Jordy Barrett, and Damian McKenzie. Like, it doesn't make sense. And is this not the exact same thing that that they did against England in the semi-final? It is. With, they picked the wrong combinations of players, and ended up you know, getting it handed to them. Like they 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 went into that game and they didn't pick their their proper combinations. Like, and this this love affair with with Rico at thirteen, I'm sorry, it just cannot. It, it's it's stupid. Like I don't understand. Doesn't make sense. Why you would take? He's definitely one of the. Still, he's one of the top five wings in the world, Rico. I have a, I have a idea about the selection choices. That Hansen must probably put like a password on the official document for selection, and Foster just couldn't open it and amend it before he had to email it off. Because that's the only thing. Because this is literally Hansen's squad. If Hansen picked a squad, it would have been exactly the squad. No, but the, the squad, the squad's far. But no, but I mean the squad. When I say the squad, I mean Australia's the twenty-three. Team. The twenty-three on Australia's the team. team is definitely it's a it's a post World Cup team. Yeah, yeah. definitely. There's a clear you effort know, at it, rebuilding. Yeah, there, there, there's effort. You know, they, they've got they've got guys that don't have a lot of caps. They got debu- They got guys on debut. They got exciting yeah. young talents. They've taken a few chances. It's it's good selection. New Zealand, it's just, well, whatever. Let's just chuck the same guys out there. Oh, shit, who are we going to replace Sonny Ball with? That's like the only, and who are we going to replace Kieran Reid with? Yeah. Yeah. Both decisions, effectively, I think they've done quite badly on. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, to continue the theme, uh, Shannon Frizzell picked out a position. Arnie Sevier picked out a position. Um, what, I mean, Sankan didn't have a... other position? Sorry? Yeah, he, he played as a... No, he was a blindside. That's weird. Oh, my bad. Sorry. I thought, I thought he was on the open side. 
um, on, on the other side. But again, a slap in the face to Sam Kane. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, but he, yeah, he, he's great at Super Rugby level, but I think it's been proven that he's not international no, class. You no, said that. Poshkin, Satutu, and then they br- Sam Kane. Sam Kane had. Uh, Sam Kane was, was shown the opposite. Hasn't yeah, I think he no, was like the Sam, best Sam Kane, like, I, I wanted him to be shit. He's, because I've got a whole like theory him. about how, how Tui Pilotti should be the all black captain, and there's some like undercurrents of, yeah. But um, like what, Sam Kane had a really good game. Like to me, he was close to man of the match. Phil gave Phil mm-hmm. gave Sam Kane was like on 25 out of 25 tackles or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, you need but, someone like him, but you need to balance his trio. Yeah, well, that's and then they don't have it at the moment. Play, play well, Sam I mean, I, I feel like Frizzell's the guy who should have. Yeah, because he was out of. Yeah. He was the odd man out there. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't feel like he was a top three loose forward going into this game. Um, I do, felt like Satuti should have been stopped. Yeah, so Satuti. Yeah. You know, what would you have done, Satuti? You know what's a weirder? Yeah, yeah. Kind of crazy. Weirdly big loss to New Zealand rugby has been Liam Squire. Mm. Nah, they got Cutting Grace. Cutting like unfortunately well, you got to. It got, doesn't matter who you have if you don't pick them. Yeah. Touche. Touche. I just think that these trios, they've been trying to, they've been dealing with the Artie Sam Kane question for two or three seasons now, and they still haven't solved it. Um, and now making Sam Kane captain, I mean, I like, actually, I like Sam Kane. He does all the hard work. It's just made it now impossible. Uh, yeah. But even with, if you have so two to at eight, and an Artie at it's, it's, uh, six, no. still a bit of balance than what the they had there on the weekend. You can't, you can't have a guy like Cody Taylor and Sam Whitelock in that oh, team. That's true. Yeah, it's not enough grunt work. Play, you need guys who play in tight to this. Start to provide. Start to provide. Yeah. True. Well, but, but then you lose a lineout option because Ardy and Sam Kane aren't feasible lineout options, really. Yeah. Well, they probably are. Ardy is a little bit. Ardy's Sam Kane. Yeah. yeah. But I Ardy's mean, like a Ardy's like a six-ball lineout option. Yeah. Hmm. But let's let's talk about the Aussies a bit because I mean they yeah. for me so good. the you know, if if you yeah. have to find a winner, I, I felt like they were the winner. Yeah, yeah I have, and I, I respect that they don't see it that way, which, which you know, makes me even more proud of them in a way because you could see, right at the death when the the All Blacks marched them all the way back to their own try line, and they managed to get the the vital turnover, and James O'Connor kind of kicked out. You could see he was kind of resigned. You know, he didn't want to kick it out, but like he yeah. knew that at that point they kind of had to take the, the draw, um, but I feel like they did the exact opposite of what. What um, what uh, what Foster well, did because they they you know, they didn't do fall into that trap of like like Ben said you know who was you know who do we need to replace from the um, from the World Cup they took back a step and said let's do the the mine experiment who was our best number eight from from Super Rugby Australia mm. probably Pete Sami but who was our best number eight of the, of the year as a whole probably Harry Wilson okay well then let's pick both of them make a plan yeah yeah who are our best wings Corobetti and Dalguni let's pick both of them who's our best fullback well probably Jack Maddox to be honest but you know they didn't <laughs> they didn't stick with Dane Headed Petty they went with with Tom Banks yeah um you know they I feel this, like they probably should have gone is, with Tate McDermott at night but probably the most specialized Australian backline I've seen in four years we yeah. actually, because you know, normally they pick because they have like Hayley Petty, Hodge, yeah. even Maddox, guys like that. Yeah. They cover like every position. This backline, they've said each person has is very good at their role, which I think, yeah, which is something I think Australia has been missing for a while. Actually, agreed. Yeah, hmm. and I mean, I think that's that showed in their ability to score tries because, you know, when they did manage to shovel the ball the ball out to the wing. Um, they had a speedster waiting there, you know, Dagunu and Corbetti. Like, if there's one thing those guys know how to do, it's finish. Fuck and Dagunu normally what will happen is that you'll run a move and, you, you know, at the end of the move, you get the ball into the hands of someone like Reese Hodge. Reese Hodge is not a finisher. You know, he's, he's got a, you know, a varied skill set. And, like, my God, he was almost the hero on the day. Uh, I don't, definitely wouldn't have called it, but, you know, it's so, just, you know, sometimes it goes that way. Um, but you know he's not the guy that you want on the end of a set piece, unfortunately. So yeah, I think that it's it like made quite a big difference having those special those specialist guys mm, on the pitch. Um, yeah, I, I have a hard stop now. I've got to go now. Now um, okay. I'm on baby duty. But the one player I want to compliment, um, I never thought I'd say, Nick White. 
Uh, I thought he was excellent. He, Wasn't he man in the match? I, I I'm not sorry, I'm not sure. I don't want to use the word tempo because it wasn't like he was sending Aaron Smith type styles, but more like free depressed sort of style role, just keeping the rhythm of the team. And also his boot. When they brought on um, Nick, Nick Gordon, not Nick Gordon, man. Jake, Jake Gordon. Jake Gordon, thank Jake you. Gordon. Um, wasn't the same. I thought he was excellent. Just controlling the tempo of the game, uh, mature head. So good one to bring back. Uh, I, I thought he was really excellent. And overall, um, Michael Hooper plays 100th test. So the only survivor, um, I think, from. Many years ago, actually, so good on Michael Hooper. I've always liked him. Um, I don't know. He's his face has been hit so much. <laughs> sometimes I look at him, and sometimes like he's one of those crash test dummies made out of clay. Um, no, but good on Australia. Uh, I thought it was a, a very good performance. Uh, Matt Phillip had a very good game in the loose and the tight as well. Jordan Ulysses came off the bench. Whoop whoop! I'm very excited um, about that. So. He was part of this this event. He was there. He was there. <laughs> more more than, so. Um, good job, Dave Rini. I think Australia have definitely picked the better match. So, no, a, a great test, uh, all things considered. Yeah, so, I think this, yeah, the second one. Really good yeah, the second, sure. yeah, the second one's coming up, uh, which should be great. I just think it's yeah, a shame so, it didn't actually count towards anything meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> if it was part of a tournament, it would have been amazing. It would have been an instant oh, classic. God. But now oh, the yeah, only Alex, people who really care about it are the, the strangers. But, but, the, but before I go, we did a vote of whether the box are going to play in the rugby championship. Uh, which way are you going to go? Uh, we had two votes saying yes. I said they're going to fudge it and play like two tests, but not the full tournament. Uh, what do you think? No, I think if they're going to play it, they're going to play it. Um, but it, there's too much smoke. I don't think they're going to go. Oh, okay. So it's two, one, call me a an abstention, and one. Okay, I've got to go, Oaks. Okay. Davey's calling. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate it. And you didn't hear my very personal bit of news in the pre-ep. Um, Alex, I'm very glad you didn't hear about that. So. What happened? Oh, that was a bit of an overshare. I don't, I don't want to mention it during the podcast. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay, Alex. I'll put it in the, I'll put it, I'm going to put it in the pre-roll in the episode. <laughs> Okay, I look forward to it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers Adam. Cheers. Um, I just wanted to, yeah, there's one more thing on the on Bloody One. Um, I mean, maybe that's what it all comes down to. Do you think, do you guys think this is a turning of the tide? Do you think that this is Are like you Australian media? New... Because, the, oh, fuck, I nearly died when I logged on this morning and checked. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. I want Australia to be strong because I think it's good for it's good for South Africa to have Australia mm. strong. As we've said and I think on it's numerous good for occasions, to have, a, to have a to have a strong Australia. And also, I've grown to like Mitch quite a lot. So, <laughs> so for Mitch's day. sake, he's a nice guy. For yeah. Mitch's sake, my new friend Mitch. I, I hope they do well. Um, but yeah, like I, I think let's not get premature. But I think. Um, Fuck, I forgot. Uh, Dave Rennie, he knows what he's doing. Mm. And I think there's enough talent there to build on. Um, also, and like they clearly, they also, they had their tactics worked out. Like they, they, they came there with a plan. And like, you know, if you come there with a plan enough of the time, you're going to get results. Like I think Rossi showed that, if anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but so I mean, this is my question: Do you think that this is now the new normal? Do you so, think that that this is the beginning of a, of it, a change in power I mean, dynamics between the two sides? Is it a bit or, premature, premature to call it after one game? Well, I mean, that's what we're all about. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> For yeah, I suppose it's our brand. But Jesus, yeah, because I saw Australian media pretty much like, yeah, our checker area over checker set us back ten years. Long live Dave yeah. Rennie. Like Jesus yeah. Christ, it's, the man has had 80 minutes on the job. Like, I mean, you can't be surprised. I mean, this is kind of the modus operandi. No, no, but like, it just, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Do, do you know what I find weird? That no one's praising Raylene Parcel when like 95% of this is her good work. Yeah. No, of course not, Ben. But, but I mean, just in just in terms of the game, I mean, so the, the fact that the, these two teams were so evenly matched as to draw. Um, I guess that's kind of my question: Is that do you feel like that's a telling sign, or do you feel like you know there's a chink somewhere? Because uh, I'll tell you, maybe I, I won't I, be I, around. I don't, I don't, I don't feel there's a chink, but I feel New Zealand has more more capacity to improve. Yeah. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Because like, the way yeah. I felt after I watched the game was, 
I think that Australia pretty much played their best game. Yeah. And I feel like New Zealand, as we pointed out, had a few like areas of obvious improvement. Like they, I don't think that was their best team. I don't think that was their best performance. Whereas I felt like watching Australia, I felt like those guys really performed like the peak at the peak of their abilities, more or less. Hmm. Like I thought they played so well. I was really impressed. Um, but it, for me, it's a sign that if New Zealand treat this as a wake-up call, um, we could see, you know, thirty points, bit of a reversal yeah. here. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, like, I was watching the game. Um, I was trying to watch the game. I was in the bush, but you know, I was thinking to myself, where the where the benches started coming on, and partly because I was, you know, a bit disillusioned with the starting lineup for the for the All Blacks, but in most of the cases, whenever someone came on for the All Blacks, I was like, geez, that's kind of an improvement. Yeah. Like, Dan Coles comes on for Cody Taylor, I'm like, geez, that's, like, at, at worst, that's a, a like-for-like replacement. Um, you know, uh, when Rico went off for Antonio Brown, I was like, okay, that's an improvement, because I don't rate Rico as a center. Um, yeah. When... Uh, when I'm trying to think who, who the other substitutions were, but you know, like when Satutu came on, I was like, okay, fine, you know, this guy deserves to be on the bench. Whereas with the Wallabies, a lot of the time, I was like, shit, you know, this guy, probably like Reese Hodge, for example, I mean, I, I did him a disservice because, um, you know, he ended up almost winning the whole game for them. But like when he came on, I was like, geez, is Reese Hodge really going to be the guy? I mean, turns out he almost was, but like that was my thought process. I was like, geez, you know, like, I can't. I just can't picture the headline of Australia wins Bledisloe back after ten years or whatever, thanks to Reese Hodge. And it just <laughs> seemed like every substitution they made. Like I know we praised Jake Gordon. Uh, Jake Gordon. And I, I mean, I, I feel bad saying this because these guys did play well. They yeah. played above themselves. I feel. But like this was my thought process. I was like Jake Gordon on for Nick White. That's a downgrade. You know, mm. uh, Reese Hodge on. Uh, who were the other substitutions? Like the only one that I felt was actually a positive replacement like even Jordan Ulysses coming on for Falafainga even though Falafainga didn't play that well I was like oof that's a step down it feels like that's a step down the only one I felt was a step up was Alan Alatoa who came on for Talia Tupu I felt like he should have been starting in the first place yeah, um, Tupu didn't have that's the best game score. yeah he didn't have the best game in the scrums in particular but yeah, other than that like almost every like Rob Simmons like Rob Simmons comes on and I'm like oh, that's downgrade Jake Gordon comes on, that's downgrade. That's down. You know what I mean? And if if New Zealand sorts out their starting lineup, then I feel like they might just be too much for this Wallaby team to handle. And that's despite the fact that I feel this is the best Wallaby team we've seen in a long time. And they've obviously like they've rewarded form. Like Dave really knows what he's doing with his selections, which is more than we can say for Ian Foster. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's harsh. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe, being maybe harsh. Maybe this is because you know we are saying um, the Springboks weren't the best team in the World Cup on player-wise, personnel-wise. Yeah. But as a team, they were probably the best team in the World Cup. Yes. Actually, well, they got the trophy. They were the best team. Right. Um, but maybe it's a similar logic here that if you have the right combinations and you coached in the right way. Maybe it doesn't. It doesn't really matter who the other team has. Yeah. Because you know, if everyone knows their role, it's a well-balanced team, and everyone's executing. Then it it doesn't really matter what the other guys are throwing at you if they aren't first ticking those boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that would definitely be Rossi's philosophy, I think. Um, yeah. Well, no, no, and it seems to be Dave Dave Reddy's philosophy, like for not picking someone like Icy Nicerani. Yeah. Is he nice? Is it is he or icy? I don't know, but my team name at one point was icy dead people. So, so we hope it's icy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is like, like you know, we... like, is that a is dead person? Dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, I guess I think this this next game is going to reveal a lot. Yeah, mm. I'm really I'm really excited. Yeah. Again, yeah. I just wish it was part of something bigger. So I just want to say. Because I made fun of Australian media, I just want to point out New Zealand media has also been harping on the dirty tactic of the Wallabies and their late hits on Richie Mwanga. I think. I think that I think that was a great tactic. 
An order to carry Wilson's been praised enough for it. Who? There was someone else who fucking killed him. It wasn't Wilson. It was someone. Tamua. Tamua kept murdered him at one point. This was wrecking ball, but Tamua was smacking him. Tamua murdered him at one point. Like I think, I think it was a good tactic because obviously Mahanga's got very good feet and he's he's quite tough, but he's small. So, so you know, if you hit him enough times, like he's gonna get hurt. So this this article's hilarious because it talks about how there's how there's talk about no that there was there wasn't a neutral ref and all that, and then they're like, oh yeah, um, the ref was from New Zealand, so we don't have a foot to stand on actually from all the setup we did in the first paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> there, there were a few interesting because you know there was obviously the 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 foot on the touch line yeah. in yeah. the like second try or the first try. Mm, I think Rico was the uh, second try. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. when they returned that kick. So that was obviously a bit mm. controversial. But then everyone's like, well, if Rico hadn't dropped the ball over the line, like this would all be a non-issue. But then you're like, well, but he kind of did drop the ball over the line. So that's not. Yeah. Also, um, I just want to bring up. So apparently Foster and Rennie both weighed in on whether or not their team should have taken a drop kick at the end of the game. Foster said Foster. no. Foster said no. They didn't pra- like it's not wasn't part of the system and blah blah blah. But you also did. He's like, but Gritchie Moanga was definitely hanging out in the pocket. He's just covering his bases there. And Rennie's like, yeah, we even practiced this shit with O'Connor, and he doesn't know why they didn't go for a droppy. Mm. Yeah. Do you no, know no, what I mean, the, con- the conditions was, were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah and, and from the from the like the goal kicking conditions. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know, maybe because you know we can't really see the wind and um, the rain's mm-hmm. often yeah. kind of softened on TV. And yeah. it's it's quite a high risk play actually. It's a huge one. Because... For a like you'd rather keep the keep the ball in hand and like and they were doing very well with ball in hand. Like yeah. they definitely they looked like they were going to score. Both both sides looked like they were going to score in those last few minutes of overtime. So I feel like the smart thing to do was definitely keep the ball in hand and, and back your structures to like to score the winning try. Um, yeah. But but I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a believer that teams kick drop goals from the wrong place in the field. Because what, what the sort of the, the traditional drop goal setup is, you set something up like almost like 15 meters from the try line. Mm. Then you whip a pass back kind of like 20 meters. Yeah. So the yeah. guy... Like I think you should kick drop goals sort of from. Yeah, when you're like five meters on the line, you know. No, 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 not. I think you should kick them from way further out when there's yeah, like you, you're giving oh, up yeah. less. You're giving up less uh, potential, basically. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they were so close quite to scoring. Easy to hit a drop goal fifty odd meters. Because so, like I that's the think... thing. Like if you, like if you, if you accept that in those conditions, kicking a droppies maybe it's a, like a sixty a sixty percent chance. Like you, can't, you have to kind of ask yourself, like, what's the cost-benefit analysis? Do you have better than sixty percent chance of scoring a try if you keep the ball or, in hand, or forcing a penalty as well? Like the try yeah, is exactly. And mm. I would say definitely. I would say that they had the odds in their favor to get points much more reliably than through a drop goal at that point. Yeah. Especially um, when you're fifteen meters from the line and making meters. Yeah, and and if, they if you if and you're fourteen meters in the, from the, in the line at a at a wall, then no. Yeah, not for sure. So I think it was okay. I think it was it was understandable. It was a good game, and, nonetheless. Oh, it was a great game, yeah. Back was amazing. I, I I was so sad when it ended. Yeah. I just wanted well, to watch more. You got almost ninety minutes, Alex. Yeah, well, I know, but it wasn't long enough. What was it? I think I saw. Yeah, it's like eight minutes injury time or something. They say. Well, yeah. no, no. But I think I think it finished on eighty-nine. Oh. But also the second half went to like um, forty-four or something as well. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't the kick it off. So yeah, so yeah you're it. almost you're close on a hundred minutes of rugby actually. Yeah. Yeah. It really puts uh, Sam Ken's no tackles missed into perspective. Yeah. Sure. yeah. No, I, I was so ready to like I'd almost like pre prepared my statement about Sam Kane on Thursday. <laughs> which I was gonna say on the pod and then he just produced the goods. The motherfucker. I did it. Oh, on him maybe he knows maybe maybe i'm i'm the person keeping him keeping you know, him keeping him, keeping him motivated yeah it's a powerful, powerful force well done ben all right gents i've got to go get well, some tofu I'm sorry curry for i dinner. i did i did nice. single handedly make the career of joseph dweber so yeah. you know i am powerful you are clearly powerful very powerful i think yeah let's too take... powerful for your own good 
on that bombshell that Great Ben power. is most probably the most influential uh, influential rugby talking head in the trans-Tasman area and Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> I'm, the most, I'm the most influential rugby pundit in, in my Mauritius? area of central Mauritius. <laughs> there might be someone <laughs> further down the road from you. No, I think there might be quite a few South Africans that live in the north who I think uh, probably know a lot more than I do. But definitely in my little area, it's quite French. So I think uh, I've got it. Nice. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, the French, the French don't know what they're talking about. No, especially no, especially when it comes to rugby. Yeah. Well, they just hawk on about fucking Toulon in 2006 or whatever, like which I just don't care about. Is that like how West, or the Stormers like to say that they won the conference? Do we know? No, it's sort of like... I've seen it once you know, or like, twice, so I'm joking. I mean, I know we, like, we're prepared to resort to that, but like, no, I know. We, don't, we don't initiate like those. We, like, it's a last resort. <laughs> like if we're forced into debate about tro- about trophies and titles, then we'll we'll whip it out. <laughs> but like no one's ever gonna like begin the argument by being like, oh, who's got more conference trophies? Like we try to avoid that discussion if we can. No, fair enough. I appreciate and that. If, if Alex, Alex I don't think I don't think you're the average Stormers fan though, to be honest. No, probably not. But what is the average think... Stormers fan though, Ben? Like... I don't know. I feel they're a bit more aggressive about supporting the Stormers than Alex. Well, to be fair, I'm not very aggressive, so yeah. I think most well, people I mean, are more Andrew, aggressive. I mean, Andrew's already switched to being a Lions fan already, and he's not even in Joburg yet. I thought he is in Joburg. What was that photo he said? No, he's, he's on his way. He's taking like 12 days to drive from Cape Town <laughs> yeah, to Joburg. There's like what, a whole what? lot of birds that he hasn't seen yet. Yeah, he's going to so catalogue like every can't bird. There's many birds in, in South Africa that he hasn't seen yet. Well, in Western least, Cape. At least we're talking about at least we're talking about individual birds. Like, yeah, like yeah, specific seen, individual birds. This one, I, I haven't seen, seen that, one that, that one of the same species. Yeah, <laughs> maybe then there are a few he hasn't seen. But yeah, okay. I think let's say goodbye and call it a day. So, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks, Alex, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Sorry, I was a bit late. No worries. And Ben, thanks for being here on time. And sorry that you had to hear what Adam's going through today. Yeah, I'm also sorry I had to hear that. I really need to find out what this is.